Hello, friends and traders. Welcome. It is Tuesday, October 27th, and we have had another beige day in the market. That's now uh, one of my favorite uh, phrases. I am really happy that I'm recording um, what's happening during the market uh, over this time because it seems like it's just historical with the election. Um, the uh, confirmation of Amy Cohen Bryant happened uh, yesterday. Um, so, you know, things are just moving really fast. Um, and some stocks are moving really fast too. So let's dive right in. The SPY opened at 339.76 and you know, closing, it's about to close at 339.24. So um, not a lot of movement there, although you know, we did have um, you know, some dips and spikes throughout the day. Um, the question, are you green? Is the spy green? Um, barely. It's it's like t just like 0 0.1 green right now. Um, the market is about to close in 10 minutes. So I'll probably do another search to see what the spy is going to end at uh, before the closing bell. And yes, as I look at it now, it's down to 338.65. Um, so now it's definitely a little red. Um, is the XLK green. As most of you know, I follow the XLK since it's a really great indication of the tech market. It's interesting, there's been a lot of news that have come out saying that the tech market is gonna burst. Uh, the bubble kind of hit its peak in September. That's what they are saying, not what I'm saying. Um, but anyways, the XLK is up today. So I don't know. Whenever, you know, these people come out with their predictions, I'm not sure if I um, give a lot of weight to that. I find that people who are looking more at the charts and reacting to what's happening in the market in real time um, are giving a little bit more of an accurate information as opposed to just like predicting for months and months out in advance, which I don't know and I don't even speculate about. Um, but anyways, so the XLK is a little bit green. It opened at um, 116.86. And last time I saw it was going to close around 116.4, uh, but um, I just looked and updated it right now and it's at 116.56. So yeah, definitely 0.6% green today. The question that everyone asks, are you green in my personal account? And yes, I am barely green, literally like just skimming it. Um, I'm totally okay with that because there's a lot happening in the market and leading up to election, not putting a lot of weight on my um, P&L. I will talk about the stocks that I bought, which I did, um, and then I'll talk about the stocks that I sold today as well as our news. Um, a lot of the news today was actually around the election, but there's some hot news about AMD. They um, did, you know, purchase a shiny new company, XLNX, and that's now up 10%. More on that, the rest of the news, and my personal trades in a moment.
Diving right back into the top news story of the day, we have AMD buying XLNX. Now, pronouncing that company name is beyond me. It is spelt X-I-L-I-N-X, so maybe excellent. Um, But anyways, AMD did release their agreement this morning that they are going to buy this company for $35 billion. Um, Really, you know, just chump change. Uh, No, I'm just kidding. Um, They do feel like this is a huge acquisition and they are going to become the most high performance chip leader in the industry. Um, It's really exciting to see this happening because, um, you know, the technology sector is booming and obviously I think this is going to make AMD even stronger and um, I'm excited to see what happens happens with their company in the future. Um, Very innovative stuff. It's gonna, you know, be centered around like 5G. So, you know, before we know it, that is, um, that is going to be a hot topic as well, even more than we are already talking about it. Um, Another news story is Intel, because this is very closely related. So they actually took a hit earlier this month after the earnings report showed weakness. And it's interesting because, you know, while Intel is taking a hit, AMD is, you know, doing really well, showing that they're buying this, you know, brand new company. Um, so it's uh, it's going to definitely be worth it to keep an eye on AMD tomorrow morning. So they have earnings um, after the market closes, uh, which should happen, you know, shortly. And um, in a about a few minutes here and with that being said um, you know I'm excited to see what AMD's earnings report as well as watching the overnight for AMD and uh, what is going to happen after the bell rings and then tomorrow morning I'm gonna be you know eyes on AMD at the open. The last news story that I want to hit is around the election. Um, So, you know, currently I honestly am slowing down on my swing trades uh, before the election. I was shocked to hear this morning uh, one of my mentors that I follow who's been trading for like 30 years, um, they said that they are not, you know, really buying anything for a swing um, that could be, you know, coming up. So um, it's really interesting, you know, that even very veteran trainer tr- traders are slowing down on their swing trades coming up to the election, which makes me feel like I should really be slowing down. Um, we'll talk about how I'm personally dealing with that in that segment. But uh, what I really wanted to know is, you know, what is happening here at the markets? For this information, I turned to Investopedia. Investopedia is a lifesaver. It's www.investopedia.com. They have so much education about trading in the stock market, so much free information there. I definitely recommend you to check it out. 
Um, so they actually just published an article about uh, the election and the impact of the stock market. I'm just going to read a couple of the key takeaways. Again, this is not coming from me. This is coming from Investopedia. I'll link it um, down below so you can read the first article. I thought it was interesting that they highlighted that markets have historically reacted negatively to political uncertainties, including contested elections in the past. So be ready for that. Um, they also said measuring from the start of September 2000 until one week after the Supreme Court decision on the contested election results in December 2000, the S&P fell nearly 17.5%. That is unreal to me right now. Obviously, the 2000 election is a great indicator for us to look at because it was, you know, the la last most recently contested election that we had. Um, so yeah, that's, so there's the end of the market. So that stat is a scary one. The last one uh, that they have here that is interesting is that uh, during a hypothetical post-election period of contested results in 2020, it would not be unreasonable to forecast that the S&P 500 could drop similarly to its performance in 2000. So basically this is saying that a bunch of stock and finance nerds got together and did some type of simulation and found that the S&P 500 is likely to drop like 10 to 20 percent. Um, you know, I talk a lot about not being, you know, emotional during your trades. And I'll be real with you, this news scared me a little bit. Um, I have never traded through an election. Um, I also, you know, feel like I, um, you know, am missing some experience when it comes to huge stock market drops. I obviously wasn't trading in 2008. It's only been, you know, these last nine months. So um, that being said, you know, it's natural to be afraid of what's happening. Um, I will tell you, though, that I'm going to stick to my convictions and I'm not going to panic sell um, and I'm not going to panic. <laughs> so um, I think that, you know, that is definitely advice that I would pass on to you guys. I feel like I say it every podcast, so I'm sorry for being repetitive, but please do not panic sell. And, um, you know, this information, just use it um, as, you know, a warning of what might happen. So when the S&P 500 does drop, don't be afraid. It will come back up. And then also, you know, to think about your swing trades moving into this time. Um, so I think that's enough of the news because it's not great. And uh, when we come back, we'll talk about the top movers, including uh, a couple of hot items from earnings and then my personal trades. Looking at the top movers, we have a lot of exciting things happening. At the beginning of the segment, I have to say, if you are watching this, 
because I am filming um, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, and then posting them on YouTube. You can see the little cat I have sitting next to me. Um, so I apologize in advance if she distracts me. Um, but the top movers that I want to talk about, um, I mean, first of all, EXAS came out of nowhere for me. Um, I've never traded this ticker. It's the Exact Sciences Corporation, and it went up 23%. Um, this is not, you know, something that I, um, like I said, I, I mentioned any opportunity to uh, trade this. It's just such a big move that I feel like I have to report on it. I guess maybe this should have been in the news segment. But anyways, um, apparently they uh, have some new cancer screening technology and that news, you know, they opened and once they got pushed above their 113 quarterly pivot, it just soared. And normally I would have predicted that it would have stopped at 124 um, and it had a little pullback to there and then just soared again. The high of the day was 141. I mean, that's crazy. They opened at 113.51 um, and they ended up closing um at you know one like 31 so what a huge gain anyone who was investing in exact sciences um you know well done there and uh, I will not speculate on you know whether you should trade this or short this because honestly this stock usually doesn't have a lot of volume um, and it doesn't have a large spread so um, yeah but it is a huge mover today so I wanted to mention it the other one uh, a lot of traders have been talking about is hog hog this is Harley Davidson you know they obviously had a huge gap up overnight so people knew this stock was going to be hot um, come open, open its sword, you know, from 32 way past the quarterly pivot at 33 and, you know, eventually hit a high of 37. I um, do have a couple of, you know, traders that I um, am in a community with who shorted this at 36. Um, I'm not a fan of shorting, you know, and I just, Felt like in this environment I, I didn't want to go after it but they did and it turned out to be you know a pretty good move there um, it did close down at 35 so you know about a net point gain um, nothing big on that short opportunity is there going to be an opportunity for a short tomorrow uh, perhaps Am I gonna take it? Um, probably not, <laughs> but that is hog. Um, now, kind of moving into the movers that we talked about yesterday uh, regarding earnings. Um, you know, a lot of the earning tickers that we talked about um, ended up, you know, having uh, big movements, uh, just as I mentioned. Um, so, you know, it was really great to, um, you know, to see some of that come through. Um, as I kind of mentioned, my my goal was to look at the you know top seven earnings stocks I had uh, written down, see what their uh, movement was overnight, and then you know go all in and focus on a couple of them. So I ended up focusing on uh, 3M. It trades MMM, and uh, I am glad that I did focus on this stock. 
Um, I would have never thought, um, but what ended up happening is they quickly uh, declined. And so I saw that huge move down as soon as the market bell rang. And I mean, I bought as fast as I could. So my first buy um, was at 163.52. Um, this is what I like to call, you know, this is like me not wanting to be left out. It's terrible to buy for that reason, but I just knew how strong of stock this was. I knew this was going to be a good long. And honestly, that buy was early, <laughs> but I just wanted it, you know? So I did buy it at 163.52. As the stock continued to, you know, drop quickly, I, you know, put in an order um, near the next pivot. Uh, so that was 160.95. And I am so glad that I reacted that quickly. I did get that order uh, filled and um, my average was 162.23. Like I mentioned, you know, I really had my eyes on this one at the open as well as MRK. That was another stock I decided to watch at the open, but their movement was not as crazy. So I was really all eyes on 3M. As soon as I saw that this stock was bouncing like crazy and was back at 163, Three, uh, you know, really before I knew it. What time did that happen? At at 7 a.m. So you know, within 30 minutes, they were back up at the original price that I um, bought it at. After you know, dropping way down to I think like they hit a low of like 160.88. So because of that drastic movement. I was like, I'm gonna sell because I'm gonna take my profits where I can and you know, I'm gonna sell half. So I sold half because I, my average was at 162.23. I sold half at 164.30, about a two point gain. Um, that was That's a great trade for me and I was really happy with it. Then like a second later, I was expecting this stock to continue to to go up or even to go sideways, but I noticed, you know, it was going down. So, you know, because of the elections coming up, because I did not want to swing this, I just went ahead and sold it all <laughs> like a minute later. So, um, you know, this is a situation where like, again, you know, my main plan was to try to hold on to it, hoping that it would get to 165. Um, and as soon as I saw that movement, you know, I adjusted this plan. This is why I feel like a lot of the, you know, trading gurus that talk about, you know, creating a plan, they are oftentimes, you know, recommending things that can't be replicated. Because even if you do create a plan, a lot of these people who trade, they see a movement and then they change their plan. And that is the smart thing to do because so for example, in this case, as soon as I saw that that was going down, I sold my share, okay? I still got my two point net gain. The other share sold at once, or the other half of the you know portion sold at 164.19. Um, and then, you know, it continued to drop down to 162, you know, which if I would have panicked sold at that point in that drop, I would have, you know, made 20 cents. So um, I definitely, made the right action there. In this case, 3M did pop back up one last time. So I could have had a second chance to sell, but again, it's at that same level. So if I didn't sell before when it hit 164.47, 
then and then dropped 162 then back up to 164.47 I would have sold then because you know that's the second pop up and I'm not sure what's going to happen after that well what did happen after that luckily I was all out because it just was grinding down for the rest of the day. Um, it ended up closing at, you know, a low of, uh, I think this is like 161. So I am really glad that I followed my instincts. I made quick decisions, but um, this is the reason why, you know, if you're trying to follow someone's advice trading and you're frustrated because you have a plan and then plans change and then things are too quickly, you know, this is why the movements happen so fast and you have to really, at a certain point, trust your own instincts. And, you know, sometimes the plan has to be changed. So anyways, um, just wanted to, you know, explain what happened to that trade this morning. I also, as I mentioned, was watching MRK to see what happened with their earnings. Um, and, you know, they had a huge movement up um, prior to open. So I thought, okay, I'm probably going to short this one because it had moved so far up. I think after hours or, you know, before market open, it hit a high of 83.40. So I was like, okay, great. This is going to be good short because remember yesterday I was talking about how that this stock has really been between the two pivots very um, you know very predictable it's been you know really holding for the past seven trading days at a low around 78 and a high around 80 50 so um, I was like okay I'm gonna short it so I actually you know for the person who hates shorting I had a short order in for 80 50 um, and unfortunately it did miss my order by 20 cents um, and then of course the stock dropped so um, I'm you know really bummed that I missed out on that but you know, another another trade will come another day. Um, for those of you who took that short, great job, and I hope you held it because it ended up closing, you know, down at that 78 level that I was saying, like, it's just really bouncing between those levels. Um, because of the movement that happened today, I am going to watch this one at the open for a possible long. If I see that it is going to, you know, trend upwards, I do think that it should sit around a $78 line tomorrow. So, you know, there might be a good possibility for me to buy around, you know, 78 and then sell at, you know, 79 if it pops up there. But again, I have to really um, just see, you know, what the movement is like. Um, talking about top movers, I also had an alert for ECL. That was one that I talked about yesterday that I said I was really interested in trading Ecolab. I saw what happened after hours or before the market with their earnings and um, the gap was, you know, severely down, like it was gapping up and down. It was kind of all over the place and the volume was very light. So that's why I put this one on the back burner. And instead I just had, you know, an alert on my system to, you know, let me know, um, you know, if it gets to a level that I wanted to buy. 
Um, unfortunately, like I, I hate telling you this story, but I do want to be honest on this podcast. Unfortunately, it did get to that level. So it got to that level at 8.20 a.m. I do have a um, another job and I start my job around 8 or 8.15. So unfortunately, I was, you know, working at this time. I missed that alert. I would have loved to buy at that level. Um, you know, one day I'm hoping to trade full time in that case, you know, I totally would have been able to have that buy right there at 191.47. I would have sold it at 194. Oh, shoulda, woulda, coulda. Um, but again, you know, that sell didn't come until, you know, the afternoon about 10.50. Um, and again, you know, with my with my job, I wouldn't have been able to make this happen. So that was unfortunate. Um, the stock did end at a low point uh, around 190. Um, I will consider buying along around 190 here tomorrow, just depending on what happens after hours. Um, and I might look more into what happened with this stock back in um, March, um, as well as you know some more historical analysis to see if I'm going to buy this tomorrow morning. But you know I'm going to let you guys um, know and update you tomorrow on what happens with ECL. Um, Outside of the top movers, getting into my uh, personal trades, uh, let's get a little personal here. Everyone knows I bought Hass yesterday, H-A-S, Hasbro, and um, I went ahead. So sorry, I actually just had somebody come to the door. So back to Hasbro, <laughs> working from home life, you know. Um, so HAS, everybody knows that I bought this yesterday at 8340. Um, this morning I, you know, did see it um, drop a little bit and, you know, I wasn't concerned at all. I had another buy down at uh, the 8150 area, but in the afternoon it started to go up and I had already pre-placed a sell order at 8590. Um, looking at you know the past few trading days, it's and it's uh, the low of the day has been around 86, and I always love to look at these previous low levels, previous high levels. You know those are indicators that I have on my charts because um, stocks like to go back to the same you know pivots, same places, same levels. So I actually um, had already that sell in. Um, at 85.90, I did have that as my entire sell-off because it was a net gain of 2.50, um, you know, two and a half points, which is a really great swing for me. So um, I'm all out of Hasbro. I'm really happy that it got to that level. I never would have predicted that. Honestly, I had that sell-in just so I could like keep it up in my notes. I was even thinking that I was going to change that to only sell half and then wait until it got to 87 um, but you know sometimes you put in orders um, and they get filled for a reason so I'm glad that that order went got filled um, and you know since I am trying to kind of lighten my swing load uh, with the election now coming up um, I also did sell a share of uh, Billy that's B-I-L-I um, I had bought this stock October 14th my average was at 44 44 
43. I'd been selling off um, pieces of this stock uh, continually pretty much since I bought it. Um, I you know, felt really good about the uh, 44, 43 level that I bought it on, but you know, I just continued to literally take profits from it. Um, you know, all throughout the the days in October, um, you know, an example is um, a couple of days ago, I was able to, you know, sell it around 45. So I've just been continually just kind of siphoning it off. And that is, again, because I just am afraid to hold it through the elections, especially with it being a Chinese stock. So, um, you know, and all the controversy happening with the United States and China, whatever. So I did, uh, you know, go ahead and and, um, you know, sell it off. I've been selling it off throughout the weeks. Um, you know, some of my sell levels have been 45, 49. So it's it's been varied. Um, but I put in a sell for today to just sell off the rest of it at 45, 45. Um, the net gain, you know, is only a point. But I'm, like I said, I'm just happy to offload it. Um, something that seems uh, opposite to everything that I am talking about is my my um, holding with Beyond, B-Y-N-D. Um, you know, I've been holding this for a little bit now, a, a few days, and, you know, my um, average was at 161, um, and I had, I, I had some, oh, I'm sorry, my average was at 163, and I had buy orders down at 161. So I did go ahead um, and move up those buy orders today. I just saw some of the movements it was having this morning where it dipped down. And so I put in a buy at 162.30 um, to, you know, continue to average down. Um, looking back, I, you know, am going to be honest, I am not happy that I bought more of this stock. I feel like I'm a little heavy holding it now. Um, and with all of this talk going into the election, people are trying to lighten their trades. I'm like, oh, why did I just buy more beyond? Um, but, you know, it was just such a good deal. So, you know, I'm a sucker for a good deal. I feel like this is a stock that, you know, should be trading around 185. So I was like, I'm for sure going to just buy it. Um, so we'll see what happens. I am hoping, you know, that tomorrow it will go back up to highs around 166. I think 166.76 was the high for today. So I'm going to look uh, again to try to sell off some of this stock tomorrow around 166. So I'll update you guys on uh, what happens tomorrow. Um, the other, you know, dark side, as you guys know, is that I am still holding those losers, man. I'm still holding Penn and DKNG, and boy, are they just losing. <laughs> um, I bring this up because, you know, stock traders are always talking about how much money they're making and how right they are, but we are wrong a lot, and I am definitely wrong on these ones um, with the timing that I took them. I just still feel like I'm not gonna give them up. It's past that point for me, honestly. I've held them too long. 
Um, they are down, you know, like 13, 14% from when I bought. So I'm just gonna go ahead and continue to hold on to them after the election. I do feel strongly that November um, around Thanksgiving is a big betting time. So if these and you know football is happening, it's going well. So if you know I'm still I'm just moving these stocks into a category that's going to be long term swing. So I'm not going to talk about them as much. I'm not going to call them losers every day. I'm just going to put them into that little box. With stock trading, you have to be able to compartmentalize, and that is definitely something that I am going to you know set aside and just note that. I'm willing to just hold it and not look at them, you know, for another few weeks. So that was really everything today. Um, Action-packed day, really looking back at it all. And uh, we'll take a second break and then we'll talk about tomorrow. So quickly looking at tomorrow, I can't believe that so far this is the longest podcast I have done. Um, Sorry about all of the interruptions and uh, different things. But anyways, so um, I'll try to make this quick about tomorrow. Right off the open, I'm going to be paying attention to AMD and Microsoft MSFT. They both reported um, after hours today. And so I'm looking for any sharp movements um, that are going to happen right off the open. They are also, uh, there's only five as opposed to seven yesterday, but there's five tickers that are reporting pre-open tomorrow that I'm gonna look at as soon as they report, look at what um, pre-movement is happening before open in the market, and then determine whether or not I uh, want to take those trades or not. Um, so the first one to touch base on um, that is you know, going to be opening is, or going to be reporting um, earnings is uh, BSX. So um, BSX is Boston Scientific. Um, I am, again, just going to be looking at any movement that they have um, in either direction for a long or uh, for a short. Um, I'm also going to be looking at BA at Boeing for a long or for a short. Um, I have a feeling you know, they might uh, be going down um, because of the aerospace industry. And so, you know, there are levels that I would consider along just depending on, you know, the type of um, movements that we see. Um, so, you know, some levels that I uh, would consider, I can pull up the chart and we can, you know, kind of go over the options there. Um, I'll come back to it in a second though. But uh, another pre-market earnings, we've got GE, we have six, that's six flags, S-I-X, and um, and wind w-y-n-d so for boeing um i would consider a long if they really dropped um so it would have to be down to 143 range for me to consider it high 143s um and i would you know consider something there for um, GE, I don't usually uh, like the volume that happens with GE. So, you know, for me to consider 
either long or short. Again, it would have to be a huge movement. I feel like a, you know, at a certain level, it's a no-brainer. Like I would definitely short it if it goes up to eight. Um, but as far as the long goes, given the uncertainty with the election, I'm not sure if I would take that with GE. Same goes with six SIX. This was a stock that I traded, um, you know, a while back, long, long a few times, and was able to make a great uh, profit because there was a lot of speculation whether they were opening, not opening, and there was a lot of dramatic moves. But going into the election, I'm not sure, um, given any type of movement, that I would take it. Um, WYND is one that I would consider taking. That's because Wyndham owns a lot of other like types of properties that aren't traditional hotels. So I do think, you know, their earnings are going to be down. The movement might be dramatic and not really in line with um, what the stock is worth, which would be, you know, reflected later. So um, again, I will be looking at big moves down into, you know, the 30s. And if if that happens, I'll definitely consider along um, since I know that, you know, they um, are uh, a lot. There's going to be a lot of emotional cells going on with that stock in particular, especially moving into elections. Um, Ford is also reporting their earnings. I'm probably not going to touch that one. Um, but, you know, y- you never know if the market moves crazy, then I'm going to be there. So we'll see. I'll report on that tomorrow. At the close, there's a few um, stocks that are reporting, and I'm going to be looking at how they are going to be moving uh, tomorrow. You know, before they report earnings. So one of those is Amgen. It's A M G E N. Um, it has been grinding down recently, and so I would just you know be interested to see how it moves tomorrow. If there's a big overreaction going into earnings, a sell-off, I would consider a long there. Um, another one is eBay. There's been a lot of talks about eBay and the pandemic really um, being successful. So um, dependent on how the movement goes tomorrow in speculation of their earnings, I would consider that one. So I'm going to have my eye on it. And the last one is Etsy. It's E-T-S-Y. Um, same thing, you know, same with Shutterstock. I think that they're um, going to be pretty, you know, safe going into um, the holiday season. So, you know, I would consider buying that one at a, at a long. Unfortunately, what happened with Shutterstock is that as soon as the market opened, the price just raged up and I just am not one to chase. And so I just did not want to chase that one. So that's why I didn't end up going with Shutterstock. But anyway, so I will have my eye on those during the day. Um, but even if I trade them during the day, uh, chances are I will sell them before it hits after hours because um, I don't want to hold those after overnight going into earnings, especially in this crazy election period. So, um, you know, for a time that I'm slowing down trading, we had a lot to cover today and I'm excited to report back tomorrow with you guys. And um, hopefully, you know, tomorrow we will have less interruptions on the Are You Green podcast. Stay safe and stay well.